Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. Today, I am so thrilled to get to share with you a conversation that I have with one of my uh, nearest and dearest friends, uh, the beautiful, lovely, and wise Meg Haynes. And Meg is a fellow spiritual teacher. She's an intuitive. She's a creative. She's a healer. She uh, is the founder of Divine Feminine Mastery and uh, a course that is also called Intuitive Magic. Um, and we, we talk all the time behind, <laughs> behind the scenes, you know, because we're friends. And so, you know, I, I kind of jokingly say, you'll hear us in this conversation, talk about how we kind of both play in the same sandbox. So both as spiritual teachers, uh, people who have been doing this work for a wicked long time. Um, we have plenty of thoughts. And one of the beautiful things is, is we can pick a topic as a jumping off point and then just kind of follow all the beautiful little um, side paths that it also takes us down. So this is a conversation where the hot beat or the jumping off point was called normalizing slow growth. Um, we're just kind of reflecting on how just in the world in general, but also in the, um, in the world of businesses or creative life or whatever, how there can be such a push to hurry up and hustle in, in all these things. And we, we dive deep into talking about um, different ways of looking at this in terms of what, what, what happens um, if we don't listen to the body, what the body really is asking us for, uh, how we are not machines, like on and on and on. There's so many great things uh, that we are diving into in this concept of normalizing slow growth. And just want to say thank you so much for listening. I think there's going to be something in this episode that will be helpful for everybody. And definitely stay tuned into the end where Meg shares a little bit about how we can actually tap into our feelings and um, why feeling our feelings is so important and how that can help us. And, you know, just this whole concept of, I've talked about this before and I talk about it so often, the power of slowing down. So here we go, conversation between two friends. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and uh, I love and appreciate you guys. Bye. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited today because my beautiful friend, Meg Haynes, is here to join us. And uh, you heard all about her in the intro. I'll tell you a little bit more, though, right now. But if you haven't already, Meg was already on the show once before. Um, and we talked all about her and her story and how she came to be doing the work that she's doing. And so today we're going to kind of just like jump in and have this conversation. Like, because we're uh, friends, we talk a lot like off camera <laughs> and every once in a while we'll be like, oh my God, we need to talk about this. We should talk about this. This is what's coming up for me. What's coming up for you. And so we decided to finally just get together and have a conversation that we're recording and you guys get to be a part of it. So just thank you so much. If you can hear the sound of my voice right now, thank you so much. 
for listening to the show and being with us here today. So um, my beautiful friend, Meg Haynes is, um, she's many things. She's intuitive <laughs> for sure. She's a spiritual teacher. Uh, she has, she's the creator of uh, divine feminine mastery. She's the founder of intuitive magic. Like she does a lot of stuff. Um, so and I'll make sure you guys can figure out how to get in touch with her and all of her contact info and stuff like that. And she's also one of, I'm so lucky to say she's one of the guest teachers in the NAS, my spiritual membership and program and uh, my community. And I just am so excited to have you here today on the show. So welcome back, Max. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure. So Meg and I, uh, one of the fun things about our friendship is that we, we kind of play in the same sa sandbox. We always say same is different, right? We, we do yep. similar work, not exactly the same, but very, very similar work. Uh, and we uh, really, I always think that she and I are kind of like, we make, we make like a, we blend really good together. That's not a good English, but you know what I'm saying? We compliment. <laughs> I think we really compliment each other. I and agree. So it's always, it's always a pleasure uh, to talk with you and to just kind of dive a little deeper. You know, I was listening to somebody uh, teaching yesterday on the internet and he wasn't saying, I'm not going to say he didn't say anything new. He said one particular concept because he's an NLP and a master hip, hypnotist and stuff like that. So there's a little more brain science in there, right? So I'm not going to say he didn't say anything new, but he really comes from this spiritual place uh, in his teaching. And I said to my sweetie, I like him because he talks my language. And so, yeah. um, and, and I said, he talks my language and he's one, of the, he's one of the people who can talk my language and doesn't make me want to stab myself in the eye with this pen. <laughs> so you're also somebody who speaks my language. So, you know, we, we, because we are in the same field, but I also think energetically, we were just talking about our human designs and uh, how mm -hmm. we're both three fives. And you can maybe explain that later if you want to. But um, so, so much of us, like we, we, I just think we kind of like have this, this, this uncomplicated way of communicating and being together. So. Yeah. Well, and being both creatives in our own way, that is another, um, bond that we share that yes. really connects us too. Yeah, I think it's so important because so often, um, I think that's one of the things. So Meg and I, we would technically say, you know, we're both spiritual teachers, we're both creatives and we're both entrepreneurs. And I think we would both say that we least resonate, <laughs> we least <laughs> resonate with that last one, that whole yeah. entrepreneurship thing. We often joke that we're so fucking tired of the business of, of the business. <laughs> we're just, we're just like, <laughs> We're like our creative hearts just want to go and create stuff. You know, we don't want to, we don't really want to market it and sell it and do all that shit. We're like, can't we just, can't we just be, be in the space there and teach stuff? and offer and create. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so here we are, you guys. And one of the things that we've been talking a lot about just kind of behind the scenes that we wanted to, um, you know, share with others, because I think one of the things that not just social media, but definitely social media has perpetuated in the mind of the collective consciousness and the culture is this fucking hurry up, hustle, immediate response, these expectations of speed, 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 get, get, get. And mm -hmm. first of all, we're not, we're not machines. Yeah. We, we, human beings are not machines. We have nervous systems. 
we, yeah. we, we need to process things. We have feelings and emotions. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about was instead of perpetuating this idea of having to hurry up all the time that we wanted to normalize slow growth. And so yeah. I would love, let's just dive in and talk about that a little bit and share some of what, some of your thoughts about, about this topic. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, just to go back to what you were saying, you know, with the industrial revolution and then the expansion of technology and then social media, um, our ability to create things, our ability to be connected to one another, everything has fast tracked. Um, but as you said, our bodies have not caught up to that and they're not designed to, um, be machines. We're not designed to be machines. We're very cyclical beings. Um, there's just like nature, you know, we have periods of rest. We have periods of expansion. We have periods where we're, we need to, um, go in and, and be internal. And then times when we're blooming and we're, you know, blossoming fruit and, because we have gotten out of sync with our true nature, it creates a lot of dysfunction in the body um, with our nervous systems, and it creates a lot of pressure in the mind so that we end up leading our choices, our decisions, our actions from a, from a mental place of, oh, okay, next goal, next goal, next goal, next goal, five-year plan, um, and not from a integrated, intuitive, where is life guiding me now? What is, what, where do I need to place my energy and attention? Not what the world wants from me, not what my society expects or the expectations of my own ego, but what is important for me right now in this moment to give my energy, my focus to, and especially when it comes to creations, like if you are a creator and you and I talk about this all the time, there's always ideas moving through you. Um, and there's this pressure to put them out there in the world and to market them and to share them and to like, how are you going to monetize it? And all of that takes away the joy and the pleasure and the purpose of creation in the first place, you know, just to be in the process. And I remember when I used to choreograph and I used to teach dance, um, <laughs> luckily my students were really wonderful about it, but I would go in and I didn't have anything planned. You know, I kind of, I would take the tea from East, from, um, Emerson to East Boston. And I'd listen to my headphones and I'd be listening to the song I was choreographing to and like kind of coming up with some ideas, but having no set plan and then getting there and just wanted to be in the experiment with them. I wanted to see it in motion. I wanted to see their bodies in motion, how it all played out. And sometimes I would be like, okay, let's set that for now and we'll come back. And then we'd come back and I'd be like, you know what, that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel right anymore. Let's shift it. So it, it was, it was such a beautiful, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time. That was just, I wasn't thinking about it. That was just my natural process and my natural way, but it was such an organic experience and it created such a beautiful um, journey for the, the dancers themselves, you know, to not hold so fast to this is what the choreography looks like. And now I'm just going to robotically remember it and practice it. It's like, 
now we're changing it. So what it, what happens when we change it? What happens when we bring in a new element? What happens when we bring in a new dynamic? Oh, that shifts things. Oh, maybe I have an emotional response to that. Oh, maybe there's some challenges that come up in that. And that was what I was always inviting them to do was to be fresh in the moment, be present in the moment, be present in the dance. Because if you're not here, if you're just performing, then what's the point? What's the point? And so that's kind of how I feel with everything. You know, we've gotten kind of into this performance mode of I have to show up, I have to do, I have to be consistent. And, and we're missing the joy of, of creating. We're missing the joy of our lives, of, of this now moment. And, you know, if we're, if we're hurrying so fast, we don't get to receive the wisdom and the gifts of, of the present, that the present moment is offering us. And when we come back to that and we really settle into the slow growth and not having it to be about speed or about production, um, you know, even those words, it's, it's so, it so, so speaks to machines, machines. Exactly. Um, but there's so much richness and beauty if we just come back to the now and that's why everyone's feeling so disconnected. They're creating all these things, they're doing all these things, but they don't, they can't actually really receive the, the joy and the beauty of that. And you and I both, we work with Marianne C, our beloved healer and friend. And you know what she talks about, about um, like life penetrating the tissue. It's like the beauty of what you're creating doesn't even get to penetrate into your being because you're on to the next program to go on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in, in what you just said. There's so many jumping off points there. And I think that's, you know, one of, one of the big things is about, you know, you, I call it time traveling, right? So yeah. the ego mind is always like either looking to the past with like regret and shame and blame and trauma, like all the history, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that causes, like I said, like that, that, that regret kind of feeling or that I wish things were different or lamenting what's happened. And then we time travel, the ego time travels into the future, which causes anxiety and worry. And I don't know what's going to happen. And am I going to be good enough? And will anybody buy it? Will anybody want it? Will anybody love it? Right. And I always say, and of course, in miracles talks about this. So, you know, so many spiritual traditions, it's like the only time that we actually have is the present moment. Right. The only place that that healing actually takes place is in the now. And, you know, the great, the great, you know, spiritual teacher, Ram Das, you you know, his whole book, like be here now. I'm like, if people just got the title of the book, they wouldn't even have to read the book. It's just like, be here now, because the now is the only place that things are actually happening in. And I know right now, like somebody's probably listening and it's like, but you guys, you know, I run a business. I can't just like be like, oh, let me see how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Right. It's like, I, you know, cause, cause even like, it was the funniest thing when I invested in having a business coach. Right. And so for two years I did this really intensive program and I remember they would sit there and they'd be like, um, um, so what are your quarterly projections or what are your things for like, and I'd be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just not how I think. And I know that sometimes right. the, their attitude was, you know, you'd probably be making a hell of a lot more money if you were just like niche down and get all these strategies and all these systems. And it's not right. like, 
I always would say to them, I'm not trying to be special. The one thing I used to always say to my business coach, Bill Barron, I'd say, he'd say like, what do you really want? I go, I just want you to tell me that I can make money by simply showing up and being myself. Yeah. That's what I really want. I don't want to have to run through the rigmarole and, you know, fucking the funnels and like all the stuff. I, <laughs> even though I've, I mean, even though I've been a quote unquote business person, you know, for 20 years, yeah. it's never, it's not how I identify. It's not right. the thing that me, I always say like, I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer. I'm a lover of words, right? I love to create. I love to speak. I, I love sharing ideas. I love con deep conversations. Never, never once when I was a little kid, did I say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have yeah. a business. I want to market shit, like not once. Right. And I still, <laughs> I still don't, I still don't feel that way, you know? And yeah. the only thing that we're marketing, I think, um, and social media and these things are interesting to me is um, they give me the ability to communicate and connect yeah. to, to potentially and possibly build genuine relationships. Yeah. But I think that they, that like for me, um, the, how do I say this? I just think it's created, as you were talking about this internal tension where yeah. like, sometimes I just want to say to people like, you know, if you're having a moment and then all of a sudden the ego mind goes, I should take a picture of this. I should capture this. How mm. can I use this as content later? As right. soon as we do that, we've now left the moment. hundred percent. We are now making a plan. Mm -hmm. We are mining our lives for the whatever it is, the entertainment, educate of others. It's like, I'm right. now, as, as, as Andre Debuse the third says beautifully, you know, social media is curating the museum of me. Mm. How do I want to be seen? How do I want to be remembered? How do I want this to land? How do I, whatever. So, you know, of course there is a creative element to it. Right. Which is interesting, but I think the, the, the chunk of flesh that you pay to participate at that level sometimes can yeah. be a little too much because there is this internal pressure sometimes of, you know, uh, I think we've been sold a bill of goods that mm -hmm. in order to be successful, um, to be known, to be seen, to whatever, there's all those P's I talk about, pretending, performing, presenting, um, pr 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 what's the other one? Um, well, there's also like the, the people pleasing aspect of this, right? Because yeah because we're not creating just to create. It's like you're, right. you're creating for likes and follows and impact. Right. And I just feel like there's something, you know, in A Course in Miracles where it says that line, we've talked about this before, a healed mind does not plan. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't say don't have a plan. It's saying right. don't make the plan on your own, right? right? So call upon Holy Spirit in a teacher, spiritual team, intuition, whatever you want to call it. And I think what we're talking about today in this idea of normalizing slow growth and why, we're, why we don't always just have to have the experience and then immediately share it. And yeah. as a writer, I, we, I can talk about why that's not so great too. But I think, I think what it does is um, it doesn't allow us to take the journey from our head to our heart. Yeah. It doesn't allow us to drop from the intellect down into the intuition of the body and of the heart. And yeah. I just think that 
with the with the advent of like call it bro marketing call it whatever you want to call it but this concept of i'm out here hustling i'm out here grinding i'm out here getting it done don't stop don't quit do the thing sometimes it's appropriate to fucking quit ps by the way that's a whole other yeah. podcast right but um sometimes we should quit things that aren't for us when we when we get halfway in and we go oh right this person this place this project uh, hey, Binky, how about not chewing that? <laughs> well, there's a to... difference between resistance of like, I'm, I'm afraid to be out of my comfort zone and the resistance that your body is offering of like, this isn't for me and I'm trying to force this. Amen and hallelujah. And I just think that the other thing that um, the exposure of so much information all the time, and look, mm. I'm not trying to demonize the internet or social media. I'm just saying that we can't ignore it either. The, the impact right. that it's had on us and the messaging that gets kind of programmed into the conditioned mind. We're, we're already dealing with the conditioning of our childhood, right? Our <laughs> communities, the culture, like whatever. Then we get yeah. slammed however many years ago with this thing that allows us to do everything faster. And right. the problem with doing things quickly, you know, there's a, there's a quote that says, um, uh, Ashwaran talks about, I can't remember, maybe it's, maybe it's me here, Baba. I'm not sure who first said it, but he says, a fast mind is sick. Mm -hmm. A quiet mind is sound and a still mind is divine. Yeah. And I think so much of what's happening in the world is being created from fast minds. And I'm not yeah. talking about people who can come up with quick solutions. I'm not talking about having a smart mind, smarty pants mind, but like a mind that is always moving and yeah. that, that, that generates this kind of this competitive, you know, nature of like, gotta hurry up, gotta do, because one of the things that we know in the work that we do as spiritual mentors, spiritual teachers, whatever, is that most healing does not happen overnight. <laughs> most no. forgiveness work does not happen overnight. Most yeah. like all of the stuff, like there's a reason why, as you were saying earlier, right? You don't just plant a seed and then all of a sudden there's a tree. <laughs> the yeah. acorn, like, you know, I'm like, things take time to grow. Nature is constantly showing us reality. Any right. thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, so <laughs> many thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I think that, there is a, we're all moving through a process of our lives. Um, we have our childhood experiences that are coming up over and over again to, to offer us um, wisdom and experiences through our present day, you know, like, oh, there's a trigger again coming up. And it's easy to just want to, like, we've been sold this thing of like, take a pill, put a bandaid on it, um, do this, like even conventional Western medicine is all about um, covering the symptoms. It's not about holistic healing. It's not about like, what's the root of where this originated. It's not looking at the whole body, the environment, the life, the the experiences, the trauma, it's not looking at all of that. It's like, oh, you have this symptom. So we'll give you this drug for this symptom. And we've gotten used to, oh, there's a pill for that. Oh, there's a thing for that. Oh, there's a this for that. But that's not authentic healing. That's just masking a symptom that your body is actually offering you 
to say, Hey, this is, I'm speaking to you. Yeah. This is, this, this is, we're out of alignment here. And we don't want to look at the symptoms. We, we get scared by the symptoms. So we just want to quiet them. Same with our emotions. You know, we are not taught the majority of us how to feel our emotions. What we do is an emotion comes up and we either stuff it down. We deny it. We, or we attach a story to it and say stuck in that, you know, and all it's asking is for us to feel and move it. Pay attention and to pay attention and what is what is here under the surface not to get stuck in the story of i'm feeling this because this person did this and this person did this and this person did this it's but it's taking personal responsibility back and like this emotion is happening in my body yes regardless of if someone else you know was the catalyst for me to feel this yes but this is staying with my own body and allowing myself to go ooh okay there's anger here. There's rage here. There's grief here. Can I just allow myself to feel that and know that I'm okay? And what we've done is we've, um, we've been conditioned to not feel we've been conditioned to not listen to ourselves, but to listen to others, to hand our authority over to others. And this is where we get out of, out of control because now we don't have a set a center of ourselves because our center is always out there in someone else's hand in a situation that's going on we don't have a a place to come back to and go oh let me feel this let me listen to what my body's saying let me listen to what my intuition is saying we're we're like top heavy you know just spinning out of control because life is always going to unfold around us, you know, things are always going to happen. I think, you know, you and I talk about this a lot. It's easy to think like, oh, if I just follow the spiritual path, like I'll be good. I'll be set. Nothing will happen. Well, that's not, (laughs) then you wouldn't be here because this is, this is an earth school and we're here to, we're here to be in class and, and, and there's beauty in that, you know, even in really challenging, awful, horrible experiences. There's so much opportunity for growth. There's so much capacity for healing if we choose that. And the thing is, like you said, when we are fast tracked in the mind, we can't make conscious choice. We're not making conscious choice. There's no choices actually, because you're an autopilot. Autopilot. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and we're just responding so fat we're in reaction. And so when you're in reaction, you're in survival, you're not in your intuition. And I have a lot of people will tell me, oh yeah, I, 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 I was listening to my intuition and I chose this. And I was like, I just always want to ask them, like, were you really listening? Cause your intuition isn't like, okay, I'll give you one minute. Tell me what you think. And then we'll move on you know, then we'll make the choice. You really have to cultivate a deep relationship with, with the present moment in order to, and with your body and your nervous system to be able to know and feel what your intuition is guiding you towards. And that it's not a fast process at all or, or a logical, like next step kind of process. Sometimes we want it to be, we want it to be, we want it to be like, just tell me what to do. Just give me the steps. It's like, I don't want to have to slow down and sit here and feel, what do you mean? Feel into it. Right. And I know, wait, I didn't want to cut you off, but so continue. But like, yeah, it's like most people are like, yeah, no, I don't have, I don't have time to do that. Isn't that funny? Well, and, but that's also a lie. 
Of you course. Know, right. Yeah. Like that's also a lot, like that's a lie that we tell ourselves so that we don't have to do the work so that we don't have to, because also we don't know how no one taught well, us. That's, that's, that's where I was going to like go for like yeah. the next thing. So one of the things that you were, when you were saying, I was laughing because, um, you know, I know you'll know because you're married to an actor and a creative as well. And like, yeah. I, I have a musician, you have an actor and painter. So we both have like these artists that we also live with. So it's a yes. bunch of creatives hanging out together. <laughs> but um, but um, there's a movie called Fight Club. I'm sure you know what Fight Club is. Yes. So first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. So I was using that as an example in uh, The Nest the other night. We were talking and I said, uh, and I said, hey, you guys know the no, no fight club. And I gave the thing. I go, first rule of the nest, slow the fuck down. I go, second rule <laughs> of the nest, slow the fuck down, right? Because that is like the first thing because people are off in everything. It's like everything is churning at such a high rate, that fast yeah. mind, right? And it creates sickness. And right. the thing is, is that there's a reason why, whether it's in meditation or pranayam or yoga, that, that whole point of allowing, like in yoga, when we talk about moving into stillness or even with the breath, how even at the top of the breath, there's that tiny pause, right? And then yeah. you exhale and then there's that pause because the pause is where possibility lives. It goes yeah. right back to what you were saying. When the mind is moving so fast, when everything is moving so fast, you're actually, again, to the point, not making choices. You're right. acting or reacting out of your fear, out of your conditioning, out of the ego's response, right? You're not actually making a choice from inner teacher, Holy Spirit, spirit, the right mind, the sound mind. Yeah. You're actually not choosing to respond with love. We're reacting like so fast. And part of it is because now we're being conditioned. The synapses of the, the um, you know, the collective consciousness right now, we're not, how do I say this? We like to think we can put ourselves in these little bubbles of safety, but we yeah. are all plugged into one mind. Yes. So collectively we can feel, and that's why like, especially people who, um, I think we are all born very sensitive babies, children, kids. I think we're all I sensitive. I think uh, we're all empathic. Some people I do believe might come through with a higher level of a gift in, in that area. That just happens to be where they get the extra sprinkle on top, right? Extra jimmies <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but I, I think that um, all of us are deeply feeling creatures. But at some point, especially if you had a, a very uh, difficult, traumatic, whatever challenging childhood, um, too much feeling of anything, even, even good things, like if the, the nervous system gets overwhelmed up and out of the body, yeah. like we're out of here, yeah. but who in my, I I'm sitting here and I'm laughing and I'm like, I'll never forget. I've told this story before when, um, when I did my YTT at Kripalu back in 2001 and my IBS, my speaking about the body, giving you signals. Hello. Right. Um, you know, my irritable bowel syndrome was just totally flaring up. And I remember one of the days I still wanted to be in the room to hear. I didn't want to miss out, but I was just in so much pain. And so um, one of the teachers like made this little area for me to lay down with bolsters under my knees and she puts you know, a pillow under my head and a blanket over me. And she, she just is kind of like, you know, you just lay here and you just take good care of yourself. You just lay here and love yourself. 
Mm. And I just like burst into tears. And yeah. she was like, she was like, oh my God. Like she felt, she's like, did I say something? And I was like, no, I don't know how. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, love yourself, right? right? I was like, what the fuck? Because who sits down and says, I mean, some of you, I'm going to say this right now. If you had parents who allowed you to feel your feelings, allowed you to express your feelings, wanted to hear how things landed for you, resonated with you, how, when they asked you, sweetie, why are you really crying? What's going on? Use your words. They tried to communicate with you. You pause this right now. Go fucking call them if they're still alive. And if they're not, you talk to them right now and you say, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you yeah. for teaching me how to be in touch with what my own innate divine wisdom was right. sharing with me. Because we well, lost- can always, Yeah, they can no, no, always I'm gonna, do that. Oh yeah, go on. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shut up. What's it? Yeah, because, no. because that, um, those natural, um, communication devices that we were imbued with, they've gotten tampened down, they got lost in the shuffle and they're not encouraged. So um, part of the work that you and I do is, is to help people to come home to themselves, to remember their true source and to access, access that deep wisdom within. Yeah. Yeah. And no, like what you were saying too, is you can only be taught that if your parents were taught that themselves, you know, and sometimes we, and we talk a lot about trauma. Um, they, obviously, if you had a very traumatic childhood, you wouldn't have been given those skills, but also, you know, I had very loving parents, but they didn't have the capacity to know how to feel things. They still don't, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, emotions like grief or anger were, were not even, even a heightened level of joy was not encouraged or, or there wasn't space for it. So even that, you know, it, and me being a very sensitive, very emotional kid as an adult, I still and doing this work. Like I still have to pause and stop and, and go, it's okay for you to feel that Meg. Like, it's okay for you to feel that mm -hmm. you're feeling anger, right? And it's okay. You can feel that. Can I just interject really quickly? 100%. Because I think here's an important thing because we go from whether it's your parents, your guardians, your foster family, your earliest caretakers, then you get into that system. Number one, right? Then you get into the yeah. system of school and mm -hmm. if you belong to a church or a particular neighborhood or culture, like, you know, hashtag mass holes, like <laughs> we're, we're, we're constantly being shaped, you know, like by our environments, yeah. but what can also happen, what can also happen. And this is why, when you just said that, when you said, Meg, it's okay for you to feel this. I want to bring this up too, because I think one of the things like everybody wants to be fucking spiritual nowadays, hash And I'm like, uh, PS you, you are spirit. So you are automatically right. spiritual. There's no, I have to become spiritual. We are spiritual beings, number one, but in terms of spiritual processes, spiritual practices, spiritual books, spiritual thinking, it can be really easy for the ego to mm -hmm. then weaponize spirituality against us 100%. and say, well, that's not very yogic. 
to think mm-hmm. that. That's not very spiritual to feel that rage. That's not very right. loving or nice, right? All these things. Right. So this is just a little, I want, I'm sorry, I was rude and interrupted, but I wanted to jump in and just say, we then oftentimes will perpetuate, we'll find new ways to cock block ourselves from actually getting the healing that we need to, to feel, because we all know in order to heal, you need to feel, right? The whole saying. It's like, right. but we will find new ways in ways that seem very, um, I don't know, fancy and spiritual, but, <laughs> but we, we're not supposed to use it as a weapon against ourselves, P.S. Right, right. Well, and to your point, and I talk about this all the time, like the ego speaks from judgment. It speaks from criticism. So it's always going to use what is coming up naturally and organically in your body. Like for me, anger was is something that I'm still rage is something I'm Hello, still Rick. getting comfortable <laughs> with. And, and to feel that and still be in my body, you know, to feel yes. that and to not want to go up and out of my body. Double amen hands, holding on to the yep. desk, Mary, Marianne teaching me to hold on to the desk <laughs> around my feet, horse stance, you know? Yes, yes. exactly. Um, and to build a new, um, level of comfort with, I can, I can allow myself to feel this in my body. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not going to be harmed. I'm not bad, you know, and especially for those who, um, uh, you know, I was definitely conditioned into that good girl mentality. (laughs) So anything that was not of like joy, peace, love, <laughs> kindness, <laughs> compassion was yeah. just like, there was no space for that. Yeah. Um, which is, which is so funny because thinking about it now, what were my favorite characters to play, you know, were like the seductress. Okay. Or, okay. Let's just yeah. pause. Let's just pause yeah. right there because this is an important thing. Well, not pause. I want to, I want to share. So, um, what we're kind of talking about now, like I love that you just said that the roles that I wanted to play and the pots that I wanted to play, you know, so in internal family systems, um, Richard Schwartz, he's this amazing, super smarty pants guy, but you know how I talk about Vicky with two K's from Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And this is what me, I'm going to talk about yours in a second. This is what made me just think of it when you said that. Um, so I had never, I did not know about internal family systems, right. When I first started coming up with this idea of like, well, I've got this part of me who definitely knows what she thinks and what she feels and isn't fucking afraid to say like, screw this. This is bullshit. I, I call bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, but, and so often like we want to reject these parts of ourselves or we think like, what's this about? But if we could just accept that within us, I always say within us, we contain multitudes. Like we're like yeah. kaleidoscopes, right? And this might just be helpful to somebody who's listening. And I want, and I'm going to come full circle back to where you just started. But it's like, um, have we ever just said, have you ever just said, I'll start with you because I'm talking to you and the listeners, (laughs) you can, you can double amen hands. If if you, you ever say this out loud, well, one part, one part of me wants to do it, but the other part of me doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) So what parts we're already admitting that right. there are various characters alive, personalities or parts that are alive within us, right? One part of me, and this is the struggle, I think, that a lot of people, when they start on a spiritual journey, what happens is, and this was so true for me when I first became a yoga teacher, because 
the creative and the writer, the truth teller, the storyteller mm-hmm. who wants to say, let me report to you what happened. Let me right. tell you what these motherfuckers did, right? And right. then the yogic, quote unquote, the newly forming part of my brain and skill set was going, ooh, that's not very loving to say that though. But then the little girl, like Vicky was like, but it's true. It's what happened. This is what they said it did, right? Like, and it would be like, but it was just this, I, I talk about it like the Bhagavad Gita, like, like Arjuna is out on the battlefield with Krishna saying, I don't want to fight my cousins. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to do my dharma. I don't want to be the warrior that I'm supposed to be because I know people right. I love will die. And yeah. that's what it feels like. You feel like, like, like you said, you're not bad. You're allowed to feel these feelings, but some other part of us that, that was conditioned to be the good girl or to be nice or don't say that or whatever. So there's a struggle that happens. So I found so much liberation in Vicky with two Ks from Lawrence, this one part of me, but why I'm laughing you guys is because I know Meg and I know her, (laughs) I know what I call that shadow self or the protector self, right? And hers is, it's okay to say this, I assume. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hers is like feisty, sassy Stevie Nicks. So when oh, she's yeah. talking about this little <laughs> innocent girl, but the pots she all want, wanted to play was like the temptress or whatever. I would say because those pots live within you. They're 100%. a part of you. Yeah, anyways, so long way of getting well, there. Steve. No, no and, and I mean, I remember like, gosh, when I, cause I first started on this path in high school. So of just like my own spiritual exploration. Um, and then when I actually transitioned into becoming a teacher or, or a healer, or just, you know, working, working in this modality. Um, I definitely felt I had to embody a role. And I mean, granted, I was just leaving acting and (laughs) all of that. So that was kind of in my wheelhouse anyway, but it was like, what is the role I'm supposed to play? Who am I supposed to be? And who did I have at the time modeling for me, Doreen Virtue, who's now, you know, transitioned in her work, but, um, all the Louise Hay, like all these teachers that were expressing a very, um, loving, kind, patient, gracious, um, energy and, and personality. And we didn't see any of the truth tell like not that they weren't telling truths but like the feistiness or the like f-bombs being dropped or like the other parts of our multi-dimensional nature and I remember really struggling with that for a long time of like who am I supposed to be in this because I don't feel like I'm fully showing up and I really did the creative part of me I completely pushed away because that was the part that was you know, so used to feeling the raw and the, and the depth and the, you know, icky and the gross and, and loved that, loved feeling that and loved moving that. And I felt like I couldn't embody both and the healing now is, is integrating both. And I think in our world right now, where I am really learning to be courageous and stay in my body is in speaking the truth that I feel and see in the times that we're in, knowing that some people may not agree because there's so much divisiveness right now. And it's like, we, 
we've we've we're now so far we're so in reaction yes. as a collective that we're no longer hearing and listening to one another we're just pinning each other against one another which is a huge problem that we really need to look at and and take a oh. big yeah well, well it, and when you say it's a huge problem we really got to look at I want yeah. to kind of come back to the heartbeat of this conversation. Right. What we're really being asked to do is to just slow down. Yeah. Slow down. And, you know, because it, it's right to your point of what you're saying, this, you know, the divisiveness and the separation, that is all the handiwork of the ego. 100%. Right. And this is the thing, like we love to talk about oneness and unity and, and the perfect <laughs> one and whatever until we have a different opinion right right so it's like uh, you know the divine in love is all saying yeah you might have different opinions but do not forget that this is your brother or your sister or right. you know these these are your uh divine kin and right. when a mind is moving too fast when the mind is like not willing to like slow down so it can be sane, right? right. So we can be sane enough to, to choose love. We don't have to agree, but I don't also have to demonize you or hate you or hate other you, yeah. you or like whatever. But pirate right. requires that we, we, as you said, we got to take a look at that. But being able to take a, a, an actual um, holistic or fair view of a thing is to yeah. be able to slow down and take a breath and pause right. so that that actually becomes becomes possible. Well, and to and to recognize like okay, I'm I'm having a reaction to this, but can I let that reaction be there and still breathe, create some pause, create some space mm -hmm. to see where there is connection. To see where maybe there's there's something I'm not seeing that I'm because I'm so in reaction and to your point, you know, when we're in our minds, we are in our ego and when we're in our hearts, we are connected to that oneness. And so if you're operating solely from your mind, you're not going to be able to get to that place of oneness. And I just, you know, I, I feel like I just want to encourage everyone to really take their time to drop into their hearts so that the truth that you're speaking because we're also in a culture of like speaking my truth speaking my truth speaking my truth which is great but where is that truth coming from is that a conditioned truth is that an egoic truth or is that the truth of your heart because the truth of your heart and your intuition is not going to come it's going to be honest but it's not going to be divisive it's not going to be hateful it's not going to other people as you said it's going to just tell the truth. And, so, and sometimes the truth can trigger the shit out of us and that is okay. Um, but that's where we need to get to in order to connect. Because if we're, if we're speaking our truth from a place of wound, from a place of conditioning, from a place of fear, that actually isn't it isn't the truth with a capital T. Oh, I was going to say, that was exactly what I was going to say. We love to yeah. throw that word truth around. I, I might even replace it with perspective. Or yeah. Personal yeah. experience, right? Mm -hmm. So whenever somebody's like, well, that's the truth. 
um, I always say, well, there's your truth, their truth, and the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because again, multifaceted, multi, multi dimensions of where are people like coming from, and especially as a writer and a writer of memoir, one of the things you know. So people who write memoir or personal essays, you know, our job is to tell the truth. But what right. is that meaning? We don't make shit up. I don't say it right. was a donkey when it was really a cat, right? I don't right. say like. The thing is, we don't make shit up when we're, we're, we're memoirists, right? So we, we have to do our best. But there's a difference between facts right. and emotional truth. Right. So something might be factually true, but we feel it or experience it. And so when people are saying, well, that's my truth, I'm not going to apologize for my truth. Right. And I'm like, well... We got to remember it's your, your personal experience of it. So, so often, and I do think people should use their voices and speak up and share and, you know, whatever, Yeah. but we're too fast Mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, uh, and like uh, my friend, Andre Norman once said, you know, unresolved trauma is always looking for a trigger. Oh yeah. And I a hundred percent believe that. And all you have to do is like, you don't even, here's the thing. You don't even have to leave your house to get triggered. Just, just go online, go boop, right? Open a newspaper, go online. You are guaranteed something's going to make you go like, Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. And so I was just telling, um, oh, JT, when I saw Jessica Todd yesterday, thank you very much. Uh, when I just saw I, say, I love it. it looks so blonde. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we're, bl- we're 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 enjoying the California surfy blonde b- beach blonde. Um, but when we were talking in the chair, I said, you know, one of the gifts uh, that I am able to, um, what age has given me, what being go about to turn fifty three, which just makes me laugh when I say it out loud. Um, <laughs> but going, you know, turn, moving towards, as I always say to you, the crone years, the hag years, uh, the wise woman years, supposedly. Uh, as I'm moving towards that more and more, one of the gifts that I'm now able to do is to hold two uh, opposing thoughts at the same time. Yeah. Which is one of them is um, I care. And another one is I don't really give a shit. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> I realize it's like, I'll like, I'll often say to my sweetie, like I'll see something or hear something and I'll be like, Hey, cause I yell down to him. Cause he's downstairs. I'll be like, I'm kind of pissed about this. And then I always stop and I go, no, I'm not. I'm using conditioned language. And then I stop myself and I say, is that true? Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not actually really pissed. But so if we don't train ourselves to stop again, why the first rule of the nest is slow the fuck down. If we don't learn to slow down, we don't even catch what's untrue anymore. We don't even catch what's true. And information is being pumped through us. Yep. From all these different sources. And emotionally reactive in, in language. Oh, for a reason. it's called clickbait for a reason. It's yeah. called, you know, that's why they say like, you got to hook them. You got to hook them in the first few seconds. You got to whatever, you got to whatever. And if we don't step back and realize just what a racket, like mm-hmm. so much of this human experience is such a racket. And it's yeah. why we call it you know, I think Kelsey calls it earth school, course of miracles. We call it uh, the classroom or I call it the experiment. You're right. We call yeah. it all, we all call it all these different things, right? The virtual reality game. We're all <laughs> Exactly. Put your quarters in because the game's about to start again. Right. Uh, so it's like, you know, so much of this, I think 
is, and this originally, this conversation originally started with this idea of slow growth, but I think it's really expanding into this, this idea of, um, what the slowing down actually allows us. And I think what slowing down actually allows us is it gives us more conscious access to love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, go on. You go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, I love that your first, um, (laughs) rule of thumb in the nest is slowing down because the first invitation of DFM is presence. Because you can't get anywhere else if you're not here. So there is like this universal um, map that we that we all we're all plugged into. But presence is the only way that you're ever going to get back to your heart. And the thing is, is that when we're in reaction, when we're emotionally triggered, what we end up doing is we unintentionally wound others. Yes. Or unintentionally trigger others. And, and we, we just amplify the same energy that we're trying to neutralize, that we're trying to clear. And as conscious beings, it's our responsibility to ask, what am I putting out into the collective? Is it, is it to serve the collective or is it to serve my ego? Oh, because sometimes, right? Like it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Because if we don't slow down and ask ourselves, I always say to people, I always say to my clients, and and I know you, I know you can really, you guys, it's just like, you could just basically put my words in Meg's (laughs) mouth and Meg's words in my mouth, but just say them a tiny bit differently. We're saying the same thing. So I would just feel like, I'm not telling you anything you don't know is what I want to say is that I'm like, if you don't know why you're doing a thing, you better just stop. Remember when we were kids, they'd say, stop, (laughs) drop and roll, put out the fire. You just better like stop, drop and roll and figure out like exactly like, who is this serving? Right. What is this really about? What am I really feeling like? Why am I doing this? Am I, am I seeking attention? Am I trying to be provocative? Am I really I'm just trying sharing to prove my, my rightness past? and others wrongness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I like, can I point out how all you motherfuckers are wrong? You know, like whatever the thing is, like right. what's, the, what's the intention? Because whether we like it or not, whether we, whether we come right out and say it or not, we are all connected and people can feel even if you say it like this with a smile on your face we can feel the energetics of your judgment we can feel the energetics of your rejection what are you gonna say i just said this the exact words yesterday everybody can feel your yeah people can feel your judgment it doesn't and and if they feel your judgment guess what? They're not going to be open to you. They're not going to feel vulnerable with you. They're not going to feel safe with you. They're not going to trust you. And that is, and then you're wondering why they're defensive. Right. Because there's a difference between like, and, and here's the thing, like I always say on my podcast and I say it like, you know, when I'm working with people, um, I reserve the right to change my mind. This is yeah. what I think. And I'm saying right now, but yeah. even three minutes from now or three hours from now, like we, I might run into somebody and they say something and I go, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Right. And I think that's one of the, like the, I say dangers, I'm air quoting, the dangers of having a podcast or writing a book or putting content out there, especially in this day and age where everything can be screenshot and shared and blah, blah, blah. And it can go so much wider, right? And quickly yeah. is that, as human beings, we're going to continue, hopefully, hopefully, if we're doing our work, we will continue to evolve. 
We will continue yeah. to expand. We will continue to grow and mature. And we might actually change our minds. And so right. I, I always say like, hey, if something I said on episode 27, we're now on like 132. I might have grown since then. I might have been since then. So forgive the earlier version of me if perhaps because, but I don't, I don't make myself bad anymore, right? It's like, yeah. I just say like, when we know better, right? This is not my saying, but when we know better, we do better. And as yeah. we grow and can we give people, Tim Story once said something that I thought was so fantastic. Um, I don't know, he was doing a little conversation. Um, this was like years years ago, but I saw him online and he said, um, sometimes in people's progress or growth, um, you just have to allow people, you know, time to suck. <laughs> yeah. And I always well, like, love that. It's like, right. I'm, I'm, so I just, I just, it, I'm like, yeah, because it's going to be a time when we all fucking suck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A little bit. Well, least. and if we can't give ourselves that grace, how can we ever give it to anybody else? You know, if I can't give myself the own, my own grace to make mistakes, which is part of our three, five profile, like <laughs> life is the teacher. You're going to fail a lot. Guess what? And I, and I failed. This is, I just also want to, this is a PSA for everyone who is afraid <laughs> to fail or like a I, I can, I feel like I should write a blog and list out, it's going to take me a while, yeah. but like list out all the things that I have failed at and all the ways in which I failed because it will make everyone feel a whole lot better. <laughs> um, hopefully, because here's the thing through all of that, I have learned so much about myself and so much about what I actually want and how I want to live and what, and through the failing too, I also learned, oh, I was doing this from, from my conditioning. I was doing this because someone else told me this was the answer for success, but this isn't actually true for me. And my body was telling me that the whole time, but I was just pushing ahead with my mind thinking, oh, well, that's what they're saying is the system for success. So I'll keep going that way when my body's like danger, 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 <laughs> like, no, stop, come back. I was feeling no, like, stop, like, stop, come back, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's part of, it's part of that process and we have to just give, learn to continue giving ourselves grace and compassion and not judgment because that, again, if you want to be a loving being, if you can't even extend that love to yourself, that's the, that's the first work right there. It's a hundred percent true. And you guys, I just want to circle back to this. What she's saying is I could write a blog about all the times that I failed. It's not all the times that she failed on Tuesday. She's talking about through the course of <laughs> life, through the course of experience, right? And it, again, it keeps pointing back to the, to the original thought of this episode. What we're trying to tell you is, and what Meg is saying here, what I'm saying here is like, we're normalizing that yeah. growth takes time change yeah. and sometimes healing right like we yeah. know it's like if we it, we wouldn't have band-aids if we had instant healing we wouldn't right. be covering any wounds right we wouldn't if the body could just boom like i was watching um what was i just watching with the vampires oh i just watched this crazy show on netflix and these yeah. these vampire people ish kind of people had the ability to instantly heal and i just thought isn't that so fascinating wouldn't it be so amazing 
but they're not human anymore. Right. So, so much of the human experiences, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little thick headed. <laughs> Thanks, KK. I got to learn from my, first of all, you can't tell me what to do. You can try to tell me. Uh, it's not that I won't hear it, but it won't become real to me or true to me until I do it myself. And That's your three line. Yep. That's our three line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah. So a lot of times what makes us um, helpful to other people is we've already gone and done the damn thing and screwed it up a few times. And now we've come back with yeah. a little bit of information, a little bit of, you know, Marianne C always says that she says her husband, Corey says, her husband, Corey, who's a uh, retired somatic therapist, you know, information doesn't heal. Intimacy mm -hmm. does. And when we slow down and we're incredibly present and we're paying attention, which is one of the greatest ways we show love, by the way, is to pay attention. Then we get to be intimate with our own thoughts, perspectives, reasons, conditioning, our traumas. When we spend some time in the, in the, in, in the shitty diaper, as I sometimes call it, <laughs> and we start to realize like, oh, we then, and then we find ways out of those things, right? We gather tools right. and then allows us to come back and share them with other people. Because one of the things that I see happening in the entrepreneurial world, in the coaching world, but just in the online world where anybody is trying to gather a certain level of skill set is mm -hmm. I'll see newbies always, like I did a podcast episode on this called like, what's the, what's the rush, right? But I'll see people, I love who, that one. they want to skip over mm -hmm. the time, the energy, the effort, the screwing up, the getting up, the falling down, the getting up, the learning, mm -hmm. right? And, and having your own knowledge, not just regurgitating other people or copying other people or hustling and hurrying to get the accolades or to hang the shingle. Right. In order to impart any kind of helpful wisdom on other people, it's helpful to have been there, done that, been able to synthesize it, integrate, process, and now have your own wisdom about right. the experience to share. And, you know, like just yesterday, I'll say, I, I was having a conversation with these two young women and they were marveling at Jessica's JT. JT is a, a you know, a renowned like hair artist. That's how I kind of think of her. She's a stylist. She owns a salon. A goddess. <laughs> yeah, she's a goddess. She does your hair. She's one of Meg's best friends too. She does, does both our hair. Um, and, and she's just a genius at what she does. And so I so often get to talk to her like protégés and, and the women, the young, young people she's training who are coming up behind her. And so often they like either lament or future forecast or time travel and they just want to hurry up and be where she is. And I'm just like, guys, this shit takes time. Yeah. Slowing down and realizing, no, I want to normalize this for you. Nobody is expecting yeah. you to be at her level. She's been doing this for 15, however many years more before you. Right. And I think it's just the ego driving the train of either, sometimes it's pure enthusiasm and excitement. And um, right. want, like, I can't wait till I'm there. But sometimes it's a, it's like, I don't mean this the way it's, well, I don't mean it the way it's going to sound, but sometimes there's a lack of appreciation or gratitude for where you are right now. Right. Well, and you know, to that, if you look at an athlete or you look at, you know, one of your favorite musicians, mm -hmm. they didn't just 
pick up their sport or their instrument one day and just be able to, you know, get to where they are. That took practice, that took skill, that took devotion, especially on a physical level as an athlete, like that took your body going through breaks and sprains and injuries and coming back and and failing races or whatever like and we can see that and respect that in in an athlete because you you cannot compete if you don't do the training your body your body and your mind have to be one in order to get to that level but yet for some reason we think entrepreneurialism or running a business that you can just expedite A to Z. And it's like anything with your, with, if you want to be- Because we're insane. We're insane. That's why we did that. Well, and it's been conditioned that way. And, you, sure. and look, everything, I mean, coming from, you and I both lived in Los Angeles, like, look at years <laughs> illusion like you can make a thing look like a thing and it's not a thing um and it, and sometimes people are showing you like all this abundance that they've created when they already had an inherent like inherited wealth or they already had a business beforehand that they could pour into their business now like you're not they're not sharing it's those an illusion yeah yeah. It's just like, I'm always this overnight success. Meanwhile, I was a millionaire banker for like 40 years and then just decided to jump into this. Um, but that's like, we have to remember that no one just gets from A to Z. There is a organic innate process. And if you truly like ego, ego aside, if you're in this business or in a business to serve people, to serve them, don't you want to do it from the highest level? Amen. Don't you want to do it from a place of true integrity? And I know how to hold this space for this person. I, because I have done the work to hold that space for me, not just ego gratification, not just to say, oh, I broke 10K followers, not just to say I did a hundred thousand dollar launch, but because you actually care about what you're doing Amen. and you care about the people that you're doing it for. I will never, and you, and the two of us talk about this all the time. Like we are in the business of, of building relationships, of building trust, of building safety so that people can truly heal. That's not, that takes time. Oh. Building relationships takes time. And I just encourage you, if you want to be the best that you truly can be, it's not about yes, information and learning and, and, certifications when it's necessary and when it's appropriate is absolutely and when you're going to apply the knowledge is 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 great but there's also years and time and experience that's where the quality of your work is going to come in that's where the real wisdom is going to come in not from the things you learned from your teacher yes those are things you can bring in but from your own experience your own journey that you've moved through that you've healed that or that you have a process to move through that you can offer that you can share that is i just you know obviously especially if you are in the business of of serving people you want to serve them from the highest level. Otherwise it's, it's about you. It's not about them. 
you, you, I mean, you're just checking so many boxes right now that I'm like, oh, my brain's like, oh, where? Because I. That's one of the things. Like, you know, I get so excited that I can. Uh, this is something I've always had to work on. Is I get so excited that I want to jump in, and then I'm just like, no, and then I'm like, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget what I wanted to say. But I'm just going to. I'm like, but there's so many things to what you just said. And again, I'll just use um, being in the hair salon yesterday as an example. I could use my sweetie as an example too, but I'll just, because it's so fresh in my mind. So even just the littlest thing. So, you know, when you're getting any kind of like balayage or foils or any kind of a treatment on your hair, you know, you section it out and you need to like, you know, you do this thing where it's like, and then you clip it, right? <laughs> JT can be doing that with their hands, giving somebody something to do, you know, teaching somebody over here, this is why we do this, asking somebody, hey, go do this. And it is giving so someone a color combination for a hair. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I need a, I need a 920 E mixed in the, 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 the whatever, right? But because the synapsis, right, the wiring right. between just her nervous system and the brain, the spine, the hands, right? I always say it goes from the head to the hat to the hands. It is right. so in alignment and so in sync and she's done it enough hours and enough time yeah. that she could just, it's seamless. And right. then I was watching some of the, the newer associates who have graduated and you could tell it, they have to just really just stop and think about what they're doing and their hands and their mind are still trying to like work together and they're doing a beautiful right. job. It's just, it's not going to be that like, whew, right. That, that all those years have done. And when I think about athletes, especially, it's like, yeah, so, again, it goes back to how some people maybe have a little bit more psychic gift or a little more empathic gift or a little bit more um, athletic abilities, right? We all come through with what uh, God-given gifts, whatever those might be. Yeah. But the hours, when I think about my sweetie, he, he didn't switch in to be a guitar player until like, 15 years what he was like a drummer first then he became a bass player then he became a guitar player now and he, he's a multi-instrumentalist or whatever and people are always like oh my god he's amazing i'm like yes, yes but you do him a disservice if you think that he was just gifted right hours that a skilled person right mm -hmm. of any kind of craft like when you're listening to somebody as an intuitive, as a healer, as a spiritual teacher, whatever, when I'm listening to somebody, because I see everything through the lens of stories, right? As a storyteller. And people will say to me, you can get to the heartbeat of a thing like so quickly. It's like, you can just go in and go like, and push things out of the way. And it's like, do you know how long I've been listening? Do you know how many hours I had to listen to my own bullshit to be able to detect? Oh, I'm full of shit right now, right? Like you yeah. and your own skill set or whatever. I guess what I'm trying to say to you guys is really, this is a, the listeners, this is a love letter from our hearts to yours. We're trying to normalize your experience of, of the fact that you're being sold a bill of goods a lot of times, that you need to yeah. hurry up, figure it out, put it out, produce it, make it happen, make it work, do the thing. It's like, if you don't take the time you're not actually really in the piece. It's not you. Right. You're just regurgitating, like you said, the words of your teachers. We see this a lot in new yoga teachers. You go to their class and it's like, oh, I, sometimes I could be like, oh, I know who they studied with because they're just saying all the things that that other person says. Right. Becoming, like, 
I just, I can't even believe it. Well, even, even just um, me and my own process and studying with different teachers, and I'm sure it's the same with you. Like, yes, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm quoting them, but it took me time to find my own voice and my own language, my own way of speaking. And I, you know, sometimes I'll have clients that are like, how do you know what to say? Exactly. Right. I'm like, yeah, I just, it's taken me time to find my own voice and my own words and my own way of expression that is that's actually natural and authentic to me that isn't borrowed or you know of course i we we share things from our mentors that are important and applicable that we want to keep carrying and passing down giving them credit of course um but but it's it's like anything else like it doesn't become yours until you embody it a hundred percent hundred percent. And it's so funny because the reason why I just got so excited is like, I was like, I can't even believe the spiritual team had me put on this t-shirt today. Like I literally, as I was talking, I was like, oh my God, because I saw the red t-shirt. Shirt. Oh, it says, uh, be who God meant you to be and you will set the world on fire. You have the best shirts. And it's a... <laughs> Uh, this is a nod to like one of my spiritual mentors who who's told me like I was on fire for God. Like, and I, and I, so I, when I saw this shirt, like I loved it. And I guess that's what we're trying to say is this, this is about becoming wholly and fully yourself. And it, to yes. go back to that thing where it's like, how do you know what to say? This is me. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have to know what to say right the beautiful prayer from a course in miracles i am here only be truly helpful i don't have to i don't have to know what to say or what to do because he who sent me will tell me i'm happy to go wherever he would have me go knowing he goes there with me right so i start like everything with uh, i am here only to be truly helpful i don't need to know what to say and what to do thank fucking god thank god i don't have to know quote unquote know everything right but what will happen is so often is somebody's talking. I just call it word impressions. It's the only thing I can mm-hmm. think about. It's like all of a sudden the words are there. And I always go like this, like somebody will be talking. I'll be like, oh, they're coming in hot right now. That's what I always do. I'm like, oh, spiritual <laughs> team. All right. I go, and I always go like this. I have no idea if what I'm about to say is going to make any sense to you. <laughs> but so Oh, yeah. It's, it's always happening faster than I can speak it. So <laughs> I always say like this. They're way smarter than me. So hold on. I'm going to try to share what I... But it's like what I, when I say word impressions, it's more like it's like what I'm feeling called to say. And then all of a sudden the words are just there. I don't know how to right. say it any other way. So I just want people to know, but that's because I've spent, you know, a long time setting up a community. Yeah, the assignment is alignment, right? I have spent a long right. time, just like you have too, opening up that communication pathway. Mm-hmm. And all the great spiritual traditions will tell us we have never been separate from our source. The mind is always, always has access to God's love, the memory of God's love. You know, that's when we say in A Course in Miracles and the word Holy Spirit might not resonate with people. Call it spirit, call it, call it intuition, call it gut instinct, call it inner knowing, call it divine intelligence. I don't care what you call it. Yeah. Nobody came down the conveyor belt and didn't get that chip installed, right? Like we all got... <laughs> creativity, imagination, uh, love. We all got the, the pots and bits. And let, I always say, you know, there's always these, except, I don't say, I try not to use words like always, never, whatever. Um, yeah, some people come through wired and they're a little sociopathic, right? So we're all, there's, there are fringe cases. But I yeah. would say that 
that we've all come through. We're not special, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> People who look or appear more spiritual, it just so happens that in this lifetime, our calling to play in this particular sandbox was really right. loud and we answered the call, but right. we're not special and we're all teachers and students of each other, P.S., 100%. by the way, too. Yeah. I'm just passing the mic back to you now. I said, well, no. And if we're, if we're talking about slow growth and we're talking about, you know, whether it's into like offering intuitive wisdom or creating something, you don't receive that, that wisdom, that connection, that in, inspiration. If you're not here, present. you have to be here. You have to be present. And, and it's a co-creation with oh. the divine. So if you're in your mind spinning about how am I going to do this? How am I going to, then you're not here to receive the full package of what this could be for you. You're, and you're not, and you're not playing, you know, it's like you're in the sandbox by yourself, like trying it's to figure out how to build like a little, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to figure out how you're going to like build a little sandcastle. And, you know, you've got God over here being like, would you like my help? I'm right. here. Uh, P.S. I've got ideas. <laughs> got ideas. Exactly. And it's like making ourselves available. But if we insist, yeah. if we insist on feeding the ego and following the ego, you know, the voice of fear, which is the one that's trying to put on the pressure, you know, Bill Barron, my teacher, um, my friend, he's also my friend. Uh, but he, he once said to me, you know, all pressure is internal. Mm -hmm. And it always reminds me of, I, I use this example all the time with my, with my clients who, you know, they're full of shit and they're getting in their own way. Like they just can't get out of their own way. And you might be too young, but there was this movie a long time ago uh, about this girl who like lived in this house or babysat in this house or whatever. She was in this house and she kept getting these really scary phone calls. And there's like, I see you, I know what you did. I'm going to get you like all this stuff. And you know, it's like, it's just so, so dramatic. It's like Hitchcockian, right? Like, and yeah. um, one of the final scenes is like, they you know somehow the police or the phone company or whatever, this is like old school. It's like one of those pickup phones, like the, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they set up this thing to try to find out, like, you know, they're going to trace the call. And one of the last scenes, I'll never forget this, is um, they, they call her and she picks up and she's like, hello. And they go, the calls are coming from inside the house. Like get out. So there's another phone line, like somewhere in the house, right? So the killer or the oh. scary person is like, I mean, I just got goosebumps, oh. but this is what it's like. All the pressure yeah. it's coming from inside the house. It's coming from ourselves. Great so analogy. Society will always be telling you get more, do more, be, you know, get more, do more, have more, hurry up. But unless mm -hmm. you are able to be the person that the divine, that God, that source has meant you to be. It doesn't say do the person you were, oh, that sounds dirty. It, doesn't, it says <laughs> be. The key yeah. about being is simply being present, being in yeah. the now, being in the moment, not, not time traveling back, not time traveling, not letting social media or co other people, external, um, external influencers, suck you forward to into a rat race, get on the gerbil wheel that you don't actually want to be on. And sometimes look, 100%. we don't know till we get on it. 
and we're right. exhausted and we're panting and, uh, and people are like, I have chronic fatigue syndrome and I have this and I have that because your body is saying, your body is just sending up flares like, hey, hey, help. help and then me. when your doctors can't figure it out, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because so, and that's the other thing, right? Is we, we think everything is like meat and flesh and bones, yeah. but the mind body connection, the mind thinks very fast. But I kind of think of like, the, the, you know, the, that, that old, um, the tortoise and the hare analogy of the race. I think of the brain is like, is the hare. It's the rabbit. Yeah. It is moving fast. And the body's just kind of like ambling behind, like, can we take a nap? Can I have yeah. a snack? <laughs> like, can I just sit down and see how I feel about all this? And the mind's like, hurry up or you're going to lose. Hurry up or you're going to be, nobody's going to buy your thing. Hurry up and put the thing out. And we talk about this all the time in business, how you and I are like a market, a market is like worst nightmare. Cause we're like, yeah, I oh, don't yeah. feel like doing that. I don't, I don't feel called to do that. That yeah. doesn't feel resonant with me. Like, I'm like, that's just me. I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. you know, it's like that. Uh, it, it's just because when you become finally attuned, I think. I don't get me wrong. I would be happy to be insanely filthy rich. Um, but at what cost? Right. There, cause there always will be a cost if you're doing it out of alignment, there always will be, whether it's your body, whether it's your relationships, whether it's, you know, you lose it later. There's, there's a cost for this race. And for me, what, what took me out of it was my body, you know, my body was like, no. And that's why I'm like, so thankful for this body. Cause it's just, it, when I start like leaning in, cause I get, you know, it, it is, it sucks you. <laughs> it does. Um, my body's like, hold the phone. We're pulling you back. And I'm so grateful for that because I have learned over time to, to really listen. Um, and, and that has, that slowing down has given me the permission to do things my way, which is how the only way that we're ever supposed to do anything. P.S. Right? P.S. Amen. <laughs> Alleluia. You know, I was thinking about that, how, you know, when we try to force it, that's like, you know, the, the podcast episode, a couple back where it says you can't force it. And I was talking about yeah. how, like, you, you know, you, you can't force other people to do the shit they need to do, blah, 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 blah. But you also, and I don't like to use the word shouldn't, but I would encourage you to not also force yourself. There will be times, I'm not talking about uh, letting yourself be, you know, a total lazy asshole who doesn't take care of things. Like, do your business, <laughs> take, care, take care of business. You know what I'm saying? Like, do what you got to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, the do not let the fast pace of the world, like me right now going through this whole thing with my computer, like it's been such a shit show. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, you know, everything is always increasing speed, like the new M1 chip and the Apple thing. And trust me, I'm going to be happy to have it when it finally gets here. But I just think like, oh my God, everything moves so fast. And one of the things I can say about me I am a person who walks fast, I speak fast, and I have a problem-solving brain that likes to move fast. If I did not have um, spiritual, devotional spiritual practices, daily, call them whatever you want to call them, DSP, I call it your daily spiritual practices, um, 
I would just be tripping over myself all the time. I would get yeah. nowhere. I would get nowhere. And I just know firsthand, um, even with this whole thing, I said to the people in the nest last night, I'm getting to practice patience. Lucky me. <laughs> Lucky me. I'm getting to practice patience because when mm -hmm. I get ahead of myself, when I start to move too fast, inevitably I suffer. And if yeah. it wasn't me suffering, um, it would be like you, when we go back to if you're somebody who serves people. And if yeah. even if you have a um, physical product, right, yeah. you're still serving people with your stuff. So in a way, right. we are all servers. We're all servants, P.S., by the way. We're all serving each other. But we will end up causing suffering for other people. If you have yeah. a quick mind and a quick tongue, if there is no gap or space or pause between what you think and what you say, it is not going to end well for people. It's not going to end well for somebody. It might be you. It might be right. them. Right. If you think too fast and move too fast and make choices too fast or behave too quickly. And the thought of like slowing down is so scary for so many people. And one of yeah. the things you said, Meg, I want um, this might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but we were talking about yeah. how in so many ways we numb ourselves. Right. Because mm. one of the ways that we avoid feeling our feelings is we get wicked busy. Yeah. We stay busy. We stay in the, we stay in the loop. We're doing the thing. We're always on the phone. We're always plugged in. We're always doing this thing. But one of the things you said, and, um, is that I don't want to misquote you, but you said something like, we don't know how to feel our feelings. We mm -hmm. don't even know how to do that. So yeah. do you want to just maybe share with the listeners a little quick takeaway? Cause I know you do like when you come into the nest, <clears throat> you're going to be doing these quarterly energetic updates and talking about embodied practices and things. Um, yeah. And so my yoga teacher's hot, like always, you know, I always love like these things. Like, so uh, this is a treat for me too. I'm kind of putting you on the spot to share. Oh, no. But since you're my guest, would you maybe share um, uh, a little, a little something that people can do when they're like, but I don't know how I feel. I don't know how to do that. Or it scares me to feel my feelings or whatever. Is there a little something they could do? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would just say is remember that feeling doesn't happen in the mind. It happens in the body. So you have to get into the body. Um, and I actually had um, a client recently reach out to me and she's like, I've tried meditation and I've tried journaling. And I, and I'm like, those are, while they're very important activities, I actually feel like what you need to do is get into the body and move it gently with some like restorative yoga, with some stretching, with some dance, whatever it is. But for me being a creative, and I think for all of us, music is a gateway. And it's like, why do we watch movies and why do we cry at movies? It's yes, the scene, but it's the music behind the scene. If that music was taken out, the music is informing you how you're supposed to feel throughout the movie. <laughs> like this is the time to be scared. This is the time to feel deeply. Um, so music is a really powerful conduit that I use in my practice and with my clients to help them drop out of the mind and connect into the heart. Um, and, and why I love gentle movement, like yoga or Pilates with music because I think sometimes silence can let the mind keep racing. Mm -hmm. But when you have movement or you have a guided meditation or some, something that you can like 
put the mind aside and just begin to feel and breathe as you're moving, what begins to happen is all of a sudden emotions start coming up and the body's first reaction or the mind's first reaction, not the body's reaction, but the mind's reaction is, oh no, this is bad. This is bad. I'm feeling something. And then the nervous system, which has been hardwired to protect you, wants to shut it down. And if you just keep telling yourself, it is safe for me to feel this right now and to just breathe through it. And if stories come up or experiences of this person, I can't believe they did this to me. Why did they do this to me? Like blah, blah, blah. Pull yourself out, pull yourself back into the body. What am I feeling right now? Because what keeps us stuck in the suffering is the story that we're telling about our emotions Mm -hmm. and our emotions. Actually, when you just stay with them, they don't cause suffering. They cause really like there's release there. You've ever like just let yourself cry and have a really good cry at the end of it. You're like, feel exhausted, but energy just needed to move. Yeah. I feel like I, I just released 10 pounds Mm -hmm. and you did energetically because that was in your body. That's the thing is like, just because the incident happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, if you didn't organically and authentically move through that emotionally, then the, it's energy it doesn't go anywhere except the body. And when we don't have a process of moving that through, it becomes more and more stagnant, which then creates density in the body, creates physical illness in the body, creates blocks in the mind of, because the trauma experiences that we have create belief systems about the world. And then we're stuck in that cycle. So long-winded because that's me <laughs> way of saying. I know there's a reason why this episode's like two hours long. Yes. We both <laughs> like, talk oh that way. Um, is dropping out of the mind into the body in whatever way that feels natural for you, but I like to use music and I like to use gentle movement Um, and just really focusing on your breath in that. And, you know, sometimes things will come up for you and sometimes they won't, but whenever they do, if you notice yourself feeling something, instead of going into reaction or into like shutting that down, Can you just take a pause, take a breath, drop in? What are you feeling right now? And letting the body say like sadness, pain, anger, betrayal. Okay. That's okay. There's space for that here. I will make space for you Mm -hmm. to feel that. And while it's uncomfortable, it's more uncomfortable. And I, oh man, there's a great quote about this and I don't even know where it is or, or where it came from, but it was something to the degree of it's more uncomfortable to hold that in your body for 20, 30, 40, the rest of your life than it is to feel it for 20 seconds, a minute, two minutes, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the more that you allow yourself to get into the rhythm of doing that, it is a practice, you know, and, and obviously you want to have a safe space to That's do that. Yep. 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 You know, it's not like the well, body your front lawn where you, all your neighbors can see you. And I mean, if, that, if you're feeling it, 
But again, right. it's like the container. It's like finding a exactly. safe place where you can, you can put your dukes down. You can let your guard down. You can right. be fully present. Yeah. Because you're also training the body that it's safe for me to feel this. And so you yes. want to have a container, whether that's like a, a room in your home or with another healer or teacher, someone that you trust, someone that you know can hold a space for you to just let that move. Yes. Because again, we're anytime we feel emotion, the tendency is to go up and out of our body and to go into our minds and to just float up here. What we're trying to do is reprogram the body, the nervous system Mm -hmm. that I can feel emotions and feel safe feeling them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Giving yourself permission and so many things of, of what you were just sharing you know, it also reminded me of another famous quote, Ines Nin, when she says, the risk to remain tight in a bud became more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like that those defensive mechanisms, those protective survival skills, I sometimes call them. Um, right. We talk about this in one of the modules of the nest called the shield. You know, um, those are the things that, that kept us alive in some cases. But at yeah. some point, the, the very things that, you know, um, Linda Tai who I had on my guest, the somatic and trauma therapist, she says, you know, the very things that kept us alive now keep us from living. Yeah. And so being able to give everything that you're saying here is like just kind of giving yourself the space and dropping in. And part of what we're saying to you guys is it's a process of maybe learning Mm -hmm. what that is for you. Like maybe it's music, maybe it's gentle yoga, maybe it's a walk in nature, maybe it's, you know, hand on the belly, whatever this but taking the time to give yourself permission yeah. to move through these things. And Meg is really setting you guys up for like, uh, you know, how to, if you've never done this before, right. So, you know, yeah. put these things into practice and make them your own. And, you know, it reminds me of um, a quick story of a woman who came to practice yoga with me. She was in her seventies. The first time she ever took a yoga class, her body was very tight. It was very rigid. It was very contracted. Her energy, her personality was very like, eh, you know, yeah. um, and slowly over time, um, you know, I, I got to know her. I, you know, met her kids, her adult children who were actually older than me um, at the time. And they said, my mother is changing right before our very eyes. It was literally like color started coming back into her face, her body. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, one time she was talking about how much yoga had changed her. And I said, well, you didn't, you didn't run as a kid. You weren't athletic. You didn't move as a kid, dance, anything. And, and she said, no. And I said, why? And she said, I never liked to move when I was a kid. I didn't like to play mm-hmm. or run around. She goes, because when I would, I would feel too much. Yeah. And so this invitation to feel it, to feel it all, yeah. and to do it safely. And, you know, there might be times, let's just add this on to the end of your beautiful share. There might be times when if what comes up does feel too scary, too yes, overwhelming. I was going to say this. Yeah. That, that's, when, that's when you might seek, um, you know, outside support with a, right. a trauma, somebody who has not just trauma informed, like that's, a, we're going to have a whole other episode yes. about uh, <laughs> just how you went through a thing doesn't mean you're qualified to help somebody else go through a thing. Right. So Especially be, trauma. Yes. Uh, Cause it's, a, it's one of those, it's one of those, um, not a trigger Hot topic word. right now. Cause yes. it's, it, it's really the work we're being called to do, but you want to do it with someone that is qualified, that knows like 
because if you're in a state where you're reliving experiences, you want someone to be able to, in that moment, be calm, be centered, be grounded, off, be able to walk you through that process gracefully, um, rather than like re-traumatizing or re-triggering, like keep going, keep going. Like well, they, there, I, you have, yes. sometimes you have to stop where you are, you know, it's, and I think people who are unqualified, they get their egos come into play and they get a high of like, oh, they're crying. Oh, there's emotion. Happening. I made Let them cry. Going. The tissues came out. Yeah. Let's pass out the tissue. It's like, oh my God. No. Whoa. <laughs> like, let's just, let's pause and let this person just be here right now. We don't need to keep going. And so having that, and that's the other piece of this is like, we're not here to do this alone. You do have there are resources available to you. Um, we all have, this is the work we all have to do if we want to live a full, vibrant, beautiful life. And, you know, just to like bring it back to the conversation of slow growth, if you're so focused on achieving, getting, like all of that stuff's material, all of that stuff's eternal, external, you're not going to take it with you. You're not taking it with you when you leave here. <laughs> so what, why, why are you going for it? You know, to, to, to have it now. Well, don't you want to enjoy it? Don't you want to experience it? I know that like I do my, my whole thing and what I always tell my clients and I, and I use this all the time. I think I talked about it on the last episode at the end of my life when I do my review and we all do, what will the quality of my life have been? Mm -hmm. How, how present was I? How much did I love? How much did I let love in? How much did I authentically, authentically express and experience my joy? Or was it just in the durable, cage rolling around not where I want to be at the end. I want to have whatever time I have here is precious and I want to fully live it. And that's our right. That's our right. Happiness. Fully enjoy this life experience, the good, the bad, the ugly to be here for hot to really be slaves to the system, to our bodies, to the present moment, to our breath. And, and to your client's point, it took me a while to get comfortable breathing, to do a deep breath. I was so, I would have restless leg syndrome whenever I'd go into a class where they, because I, I just, I your, your nervous system was like, you know, getting attuned to stillness is really, yeah. can be really hard. And so I just want to, I want to circle back and just say that, um, you know, when Meg was just talking about, you know, if you find, um, you know, that you need help, that you need support. Uh, and she just did, she's doing this little series of like commonly asked questions or Q and A's with an intuitive. And I think you just, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I saw that you did it. Um, but I know that you mentioned on there, 
like the qualities to look for in somebody who you might work with a healer or yeah. an intuitive or a spiritual mentor or whatever it is. Uh, so you guys, like if you, you can follow her, do you want to tell them how they can find you so they can kind of watch some of those gems that, that one yeah. in particular? Yeah. And then the other one, um, how to differentiate between your ego and intuition, which I think is also an important yes. one to what we were just talking about. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, all of that's on Instagram at meg.m.haines, H-A-I-N-E-S. Um, that's usually the best way to contact me. Um, I'm more on Instagram than anything else. And then, um, I have a course coming out um, September 16th, intuitive magic. So that's really about, um, not only will you learn tools and rituals and, and how to connect with your, um, angelic or spiritual team, how to do angel card readings and do them ethically and, and how to read energy and all of that. But ultimately the core of the class is how to come back to your intuition, how to come back to your body, how to know what, when it's your intuition in your body speaking to you and when it's your mind so that you can my my whole point of reteaching this and it's the last time i'm teaching it live is because now more than ever us being able to make conscious choice yes. and and to be able to choose intuitively like everyone has the we all have this gift as you said and it's our right to use it and to be tuned to it and i just want to give everyone the opportunity to reconnect to that so that they are choosing what is for them, uh, for the high of their life, because everyone deserves that. So I'm excited about that course as well. Yeah. So May's doing all kinds of great stuff. Like I said, she also has her own membership called Divine Feminine Mastery. She's your guest. Yeah. Well. I, we, we teach like we, you, you get a little KK over there. You get a little, yeah. come into the nest, you get come into the nest, you get a little bit of Meg too. So if you want to hang out with the both of us, I don't know, go to one of those places <laughs> or, or, you know, you obviously can uh, listen anytime I have Meg on the podcast here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so divine feminine mastery, intuitive magic is coming out. I'm reopening the doors, doors to the nest too. So there's plenty yeah. of like Meg and KK that is like coming into the world. And I'm so thrilled to, uh, I think you guys, the uh, intuitive magic is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm also doing like a nervous system workshop um, prior oh. to that. Yeah. Called the sovereign body. Um, All right, the sovereign and so that's body. really going to be about, yeah. Okay. Um, and that is really going to be about learning how our nervous system has really been high and how we have been programmed and conditioned to be in a state of fear, how that might play out in your conditioning, your life experiences, your coping mechanisms yes. to, to, to feel safe, and then how to create a real and true sense of safety within because nothing, the, the lie is that if once you get the money, once you get the thing, once you get this, then you'll be safe. That's security. That's an illusion. Your safety comes from within. It comes from God. It comes from that connection. That's inherently yours always. And so when you learn how to embody that and, and come back into your body and to know your power, Amen. You get to respond to life from that place versus a reactive place and a, and a place of survival. You know, we're moving from surviving to thriving. Amen. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's all so important. And there's nobody on the planet, you know, it's so often like the ways that we think about trauma 
Uh, trauma isn't always just like these big, scary things. It, it just yeah. being on the planet right now, it feels very traumatic. <laughs> yeah. P.S. by the way, yeah. uh, people, people, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of whatever. So all of these tools, you guys, that you can get through Meg's workshops, through Divine Feminine Mastery, through the nest or whatever, I guess the good news is, is that there is plenty of, of um, help out there and people who yeah. uh, have taken the time we did it the old fashioned way, hashtag old school. <laughs> we actually did slow. Horse and buggy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? The horse and buggy way. Like we're like, yeah. So I just, I laugh when I think about that. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and I think it goes yeah, back either. to also um, the last thing I'll say on this, which will probably spark a whole other episode sometime, is that when you dive in deep in this way and you come from lineages, which we do, right? The, the teachers that we've studied with, who studied with their teachers and so on, um, you know, yeah. part of it of, of owning your power and you're saying and standing in that place of knowing that you're one of God's kids and not, you know, that's what the whole stop playing dumb thing is like, know to yeah. whom you belong and all that stuff is that, you know, because I've been asked to do a workshop on this. So this is just a little teaser. So if this idea resonates with anybody, um, send me a message or a DM or whatever, or let me know. Um, but one of the things is when you, when you stand in your own wisdom and power, you're not afraid to give credit to those who came before you. You're not afraid mm -hmm. to name where your, some of your wisdom came from and <clears throat> how it was passed down to you. And <clears throat> yeah. excuse me. <clears throat> It doesn't make you feel less than because you've learned something from somebody else and being able to right. naturally give credit and uh, to, to point to, you know, th these are the, the beautiful teachers whose shoulders I stand upon. It's a very powerful thing uh, because they did it uh, the slow way too. <laughs> I always just think, can you imagine like Jesus walked around from town to town, like doing this <laughs> stuff. It was like, oh my God, you know, can you imagine? Oh my God, I just laugh and laugh. All right, Meg, I gotta let I gotta let you go. But those of you who who tuned in for this, oh, thank so great. you so much for being here. I always love having these conversations. I love getting to share people I love with you. Um, you know, whenever I have a guest on the show, I always say it's because they're doing work in the world that I love, or I respect, admire, and love them. I'm curious about them, or I just want more people to know about them. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for and you guys, me. <laughs> and you guys, as I always say. Uh, I, I see you. I celebrate you. I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. And wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. 
I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.